0: Welcome to EPP bonus episode number 265 of Real Ghost Stories Online as we continue going through our book, Real Ghost Stories, Haunting Encounters Told by Real People. Hope you're enjoying this series as we're able to visit some of the best ghost stories we've ever had on the show and present them in an entirely new way, as well as many exclusive new stories that have never been read aloud uh, on our show. Very exciting to uh, to go through these stories. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. You guys get the first chance to hear the audiobook in its entirety before anyone else. Another perk of uh, being an EPP. Thank you for that support. Let's continue on. Brothers Cabin. The idea of a nearly expense-free vacation is an appealing one. Who wouldn't love to take some time away from the norm and get away for a weekend? However, is the getaway worth it when there's a ghost involved? This is the very question one man had to answer for himself when he was presented with this very opportunity. In this account of the paranormal, we see the level to which one will tolerate a haunting. For some, just a few unexplained bumps in the night would make for a trip-ending moment. However, for others, it takes much more time than just some noises or even disembodied apparitions to make a vacation end. This is the story of Matt and his stay at a sibling's cabin. My wife and I regularly go to a lovely beach community located about 20 minutes outside of Charleston, South Carolina. And as with everything in and around Charleston, it's haunted as shit. When we go, we regularly stay at her brother's beach house. When her brother first bought the house, it was run down and out of date. Now it's some immaculate piece of modern new age design. The story I'm about to tell takes place when it was in its original condition. We arrived at the Beach House in late August of 2014. We had just purchased the house three months prior, so it was still in rough shape and looked like no renovations had been done after 1989. Walking into the beach house, I just got this creepy vibe from the place. I'd be lying if I said that I was ever paranormally inclined, despite my love for the subject. However, I felt like I would see things out of the corner of my eye and then look and nothing would be there. We knew there'd be bats in the fireplace, though, so the noise we heard coming from there were quickly explained The first night we got there, we were all exhausted from the long drive from Nashville to Charleston. We called it a night pretty early. The wife and I stayed on the first floor. Her parents went up to the second floor around 2 a.m. I woke up and a loud smack sound that emanated from the main living room area. It sounded like someone had decided to pick up a thick book, walk up the stairs to the second floor landing, and then drop it to the hardwood floors in the living room. My wife and I both woke up, so I walked out to see what it was, turned on all the lights, and saw nothing. I searched all over the place for the source of the noise because, trust me, I'd rather have a logical explanation for it than think that we were staying in a ghosted-up beach house, but there was absolutely no explanation. While a lot of people may chalk that up to, well, maybe you heard it in a dream... How did my wife and then her father, who had breakfast the next morning, confirmed he heard the same thing, get awakened by the same thing? You may be a little underwhelmed by my story so far, I know, but wait, it does get better. First, I have to tell you that I have a little bit of a problem. I love professional wrestling. Yes, I know it's fake and scripted, however, most of reality TV and every other source of media entertainment is scripted and fake. Anyway... It was a Monday night, which meant wrestling was on TV. My wife and her parents wanted to go out to dinner and I couldn't miss my fight. So I just told them to go on and I'd stay at the beach house and figure out dinner myself. So off they went and I stayed and started watching my wrestling. After about an hour, I decided to go to the kitchen to make myself a drink, which would have been my first of the evening. So I got up from the couch and started walking towards the kitchen. Kitchen was connected to the living room and separated by an island. If you look to your left from the island, your gaze went down a hallway that led to a bedroom. Well, while walking to the kitchen and approaching that island, something told me to look to my left, down that hallway, and into the room. And to this day, I can't explain what I saw. Rather, I can explain it, but I can't really understand it. When I looked to the left, I saw a pair of legs walk from the room down the hallway. That's it, just legs. "'Nothing above the legs. "'I wish I could have seen more detail, "'but the legs walked by in a shuffling fashion, "'and the outline was blurry and nondescript. "'I'd never in my life felt the cold rush "'I felt in that exact moment. "'It was as if somehow I'd been transported "'to the middle of Antarctica wearing only my shorts. "'All the hairs on my arms were raised "'like a cat sensing danger.' I stood there just looking at the doorway, ready for those torso-less legs to walk back in the other direction, but it never happened. I waited around a minute or two before I moved. I walked down the hallway and into the room and I saw nothing. The edge had disappeared. No longer were the hairs raised, nor was I chilled. There was absolutely no sign of anything in that room. I felt like an idiot. Do I tell the wife and her parents and risk being called an idiot or getting accused of having one too many? Or should I just tell them the truth? I told them the truth. Everyone agreed that they felt weird when they were alone in the house, especially late at night or early in the morning. But no one experienced what I did. A few nights after that, we went on a ghost tour in downtown Charleston, and I asked the guide what exactly it was that I had seen. His explanation? His explanation? was this. There was an old saying explaining that if you just saw legs, then the ghost you had seen had died in a horrible way. He explained that some of the Civil War soldiers had been blown in half by cannonballs, and maybe that's what I saw, since this whole area was just a cornucopia of Civil War era history. A few days passed and nothing out of the ordinary happened, at least nothing that we had noticed. Then another night came about where wrestling came on and the wife and her parents decided to go out to eat while I stayed home. From the living room area, you can look up from the couch to see the second floor landing. From that view, you can see the two rooms up there and the bathroom. When I first sat down on the couch to watch wrestling, I had looked up at the second floor and noted to myself that all the lights are off, thinking that if they had left the lights on up there, I was just going to turn them off. About an hour into wrestling, I looked up at the second floor landing and saw that the bathroom lights had been turned on. Now, just to be safe and to rule out ghostly shenanigans, I texted the wife to ask if her parents had left the lights on when they had left. She replied back with, no, they turned off everything. You know, mom is meticulous about that stuff. I just responded with, oh, I don't know how to explain it, but right when I texted her and she confirmed the lights had been off, I looked up again and the lights were off. I have this thing where if I think a ghost is nearby, but I can't see it, I just talk aloud. So that's what I did here. I went, okay, cool. We have an understanding. You're here. I know you're here. Let's just be cool as shit with each other and you do your ghostly thing and I'll do my human thing and I only ask that you don't try to scare my ass with anything. Cool. Of course, there was no response, but I did feel better. I wasn't going upstairs to investigate. Now, let's fast forward a few months. After the trip, we returned to Nashville. Everything went back to normal. We checked in with my wife's brother and his wife to inquire as to whether they had ever encountered anything weird or paranormal. That was met with a resounding no, which I kind of laughed off. It's fine, I thought. I'm not worried about that. Around March of the following year, I was sitting downstairs in the living room at my place. My kids are with me, and we were watching Billy Madison on TV. We love the movie and tend to act out a lot of the scenes that we like. So, because we're big movie nerds and even greater Adam Sandler movie geeks, we started acting out a scene. While we were all in the living room acting, the window and doors were open, and you could see outside perfectly. In the middle of our laughing and goofing off, we stopped dead in our tracks and looked at the door. "'or we saw a shadow of someone walking by. "'We watched as that same figure walked by the window. "'I immediately rushed towards the door and threw it open. "'The kids followed, and we all craned our necks in the direction "'the person we saw was walking. "'There was nothing there. "'At this point, we hadn't said a word to each other. "'Quickly I said, what did you see? "'My son said someone walked by and it looked like a soldier.' My daughter chimed in, yeah, I could definitely see a gun, and he was holding it in his hand, and it was rested on his shoulder like a shotgun. Chills ran down my spine because I saw the same thing. I saw the hat like so many Civil War soldiers had worn during that period, and I saw the outline of the rifle from his lower hand up to his shoulder where it rested. I don't think the two instances were related, but it is weird that both times I seem to have encountered Civil War-era ghosts. A few months ago, my wife received a text from her brother's wife regarding the beach house spirit. They have a son who's all of four years old, almost five. According to her brother's wife, their son had been playing in the room where I saw the torsoless ghost, and when he came out, his mother asked him who he was talking to. He'd been in there for quite a bit and seemed to be talking and enjoying himself. He replied with simply... A ghost he had never been told my story nor would I think a four-year-old would be so devious to play a joke like that that's going to wrap up the preview portion of EPP bonus episode 265 of real ghost stories online if you want to hear the rest of it become an extra podcast person in EPP sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories when you do you'll get access to this and all 265 bonus episodes. As well as new episodes every single week released to you exclusively as EPPs. Uh, in the rest of this episode, we hear some of the most shocking Ouija board stories that we've ever gotten in, including one where a Ouija board pretty closely predicts the death of our writer. They do survive, spoiler alert, but damn, this thing was accurate. It almost didn't end that way. I would like to have knowledge of that from the Ouija board. To hear it, become an EPP extra podcast person. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Five bucks a month supports the show, gets you access to all the stuff, keeps us on the air. Thank you for that support if you choose to make it. Until next time, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening.